Hello, everybody. Welcome to Devil's Tailgate. Alongside Dave Turner, I'm Jeff O'Connor. We're going to jump right into it here. We are pleased to have a man who recently announced his retirement, uh, one of the all-time great New Jersey Devils, and that's Patrick Eliash. Patrick, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. And we kind of want to just go through some things uh, along your career here and kind of reminisce. I know you've you've done the, a lot of the media stuff, so we're going to try and maybe give you some things you, you haven't chatted about yet. But can you remember back to, to draft day and what it was like uh, in 1994, what you knew about the New Jersey Devils at the time and uh, what your overall feelings were on that day? Yeah, it was one of the lucky ones that I, uh, um, my agent thought uh, that maybe I'll be going the first couple of rounds and he asked me if I do want to attend the draft, if I want to fly over. And uh, obviously I wanted to be there. And uh, so I did. I had a chance to fly. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was in Hartford. Uh, um, so I had a chance to go there and uh, go through the process, uh, g- having some of the meetings, the one on one on one with the different teams. Uh, uh, obviously, they didn't get much out of me because I couldn't only really speak English. But uh, uh, so I, did, I didn't help myself probably that way. But uh, um, you know, I I was going through some of the physical testing that you go uh, prior to the. To, to the draft, some teams might invite you for uh, you know private uh, uh, physicals, and uh, I've done it with uh, with the Devils, I've done it with the Islanders, and uh, one other team that I don't exact, I don't rem- <laughs> even if I go all the way back, I don't remember which team the third team w- was, but uh, um, yeah, so I was in this area, traveled a little bit, uh, you know, went from the Islanders camp to uh, uh, to here to South Mountain, did the uh, you know the physicals that. Uh, I've done many times after mm-hmm. that, and uh, um, I was just, you know, uh, kind of shocked, overwhelmed with uh, everything, uh, um, not just in the hockey aspect, but uh, obviously this, you see the big arenas, you know, there wasn't anything like that back at home, and uh, um, you see the big trucks on the highway, the highway's got four lanes going, and, uh, you know, so it's uh, it was so many new things and so many things that I was just uh, um, kind of had a s- all of a sudden big respect uh, to to coming here and um, you know I then we moved to Hartford and uh, uh, again like I said uh, you go through some of the interviews with different teams that are interested in you and then you sit there and comes to the, you know the day D and um, you sit in the stands and hope uh, hope you know you're gonna hear your name soon and um, I wasn't sure if I'm gonna go in the first. I was hoping that I would, but uh, once the first round goes, uh, you know, went through and I wasn't selected, I was kind of starting to get a little bit nervous. <laughs> like, hey, what if, uh, you know, what if I just sit here and nothing happens, and uh, that's gonna be kind of weird and awkward. And um, then, uh, you know, the second round started and nothing's still happening. And obviously, because the Devils were uh, uh, picking, I think like 20, 25th or 26th out uh, of in the league, so um, I was going 51st. Uh, Overall, and uh, I was just thrilled that my name was uh, was uh, was called, and uh, I didn't know much about uh, you know about the organization. Uh, um, I met uh, Lou obviously prior, uh, met some of the people, uh, you know, the trainers and everyone. But uh, even if I go back, I don't really recall the faces and everything because you, as a you know, 18 year old or 17 year old, and you really just kid from Czech Republic that really doesn't speak any English and anything and everything is so new to him you just you just kind of do whatever to tell you to do and just <laughs> you don't really pay attention to the other things but uh, obviously things worked out Fa- uh, fast forward a couple years now the A line the egg line two lines that 
all Devil's fans remember, and, and you were part of both of them. Talk about the, those lines and being able to play you know, on two lines that were so successful and, and, and such great chemistry. Yeah, we did. Uh, you know, we, yeah, obviously, you know, if you ask me, the best line I played on was the A line, uh, having with Siki and Jason, mm, you know, because the chemistry was just special, you know, with uh, all, you know, with both of them and all three of us. And obviously we had success as individuals, as a line and as a team, you know, we went to the Stanley Cup finals twice. So that was huge. And that made us, you know, it made, su that's what it was. It made it even more special and it always going to bond us, you know, to, to together to accomplish uh, something that we always wanted to and uh, do it together and do it the way we did and obviously then uh, later on in, uh, in in my career then you know I, I was playing with Gio and Gomer and uh, um, you know they were having their best best uh, best uh, careers in uh, in their uh, uh, you know career best years of their careers and uh, that worked out and uh, you know Gio was had a record for most goals that year I was coming out of the uh, um, out of the hepatitis and I just kind of jump into it and uh, they helped me out obviously uh, because they played so well and and uh, yeah we had a good balance good chemistry with them with uh, Gomer and Gio too, uh, also but they, they were just a little bit different players uh, you know Gomer was playmaker you all I had to do you know I, I had to get opening I, I know that uh, um, you know talking to him and the chemistry's was getting better he always gave me time to to get away from uh from the uh, opposition you know to get in a position to get shots and um so that, that was you know was two different lines but a lot of fun to play with uh you know all those guys you know you obviously had a lot of teammates who were some of your and you know you mentioned a few of them but mm -hmm. uh, i guess more so in the in the 90s and the early 2000s who were some of your favorite teammates uh back then or uh, maybe even guys you still uh, message with for, from time to time today yeah, I think that, you know, if you, you know, I was lucky enough to, to have a great teammates and people that did care about me and helped me out uh, throughout my career. And that started even in Albany. Um, you know, I was, I had to be, you know, I had to be kind of not mean, but I, I had to have something extra, kind of like, you know, a little bit... Uh, uh, intense to to make sure that I make it because it's a competition with the guys that are in the minor. So and I had that, you know. And sometimes you don't get along with some of the guys uh, because it's a it's a healthy competition. Competition, and but with some guys it's uh, it goes to the point when it's unhealthy. But that's the way it goes, you know. The stronger survive and and you move on. But uh, you know, I remember even going back to to, to minors, uh, uh, you know, playing with uh, Brian Helmer, for example. He was a guy that I always loved and. Um, treated me with so much respect and he was veteran he they just want to call the cup and him and his wife and and i'm happy that he had a career that he did and um you know i still once i see you know chris mccalpa and some of those guys that were my first couple of years sure. here you know uh those guys were in with me in uh, in the minors then uh, kind of the beginning of me uh of our careers uh, in in an nhl uh mike dunham as a goaltender you know then you move you go after that you go Brandon Morrison, you know, that's, uh, that's one name I, he's one of the guys that uh, I, I, I keep in touch until this day uh, mm -hmm. and uh, he means a lot to me because of uh, when we were holding out in 97, <laughs> you know, we were uh, two, young, uh, two young guys trying to make a stand and he came to Czech Republic uh, 
to play uh, in a Czech league with me and in my hometown, you know, in the second league. And that meant so much to him, to me at that time. So I always remember that he was, and he's been a true uh, professional and uh, g- very, very good friend. And uh, after that, you go, Jay Pandolfo is another guy that everybody loved uh, having around and great teammate. And uh, then Siki, Arnie, Bobby Holik, uh, you know, just different, uh, you know, Sergey Brillin. And, and for me, uh, you know, having the chance to play and, and call them my friends, uh, you know, some of the legends, European legends, Slava Fetisov eventually, you know, uh, Alex Mogilny just watching the talent that he had. And, you know, then obviously y- the list goes on and on. <laughs> you got Marty, Scotties, you know, and uh, you, you could be here, but uh, those are some names that I can just pick out. Game 6, 2000 finals. Certainly, I'm sure you've answered enough about the play and all that, but Peter Sikora, of course, getting injured and mm-hmm. all that. Well, you you wore his jersey for the celebration, mm-hmm. and I know you got to see him after. Talk talk a little bit about that and what that was like with your friend and your line mate, and, and kind of that being part of the celebration and everything. Yeah, I, uh, you know, you 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 care. You're you know you you become a family going through uh, you know through playoffs and through the whole season and going through the battle and it's a war out there sometimes and uh, um, so when someone hurts your uh, family, you know you you make sure. Y- you know, you you obviously, you know, you don't want to see that, and you think about them, and uh, um, you know, I think that we use that to our advantage as an extra motivation at that time. Make sure that we do it, uh, you know, not just for all of us, but for uh, for Siki that you know that uh, got taken to the hospital at that time, and um, yeah, so I think that we used it right way to motivate us even more, uh, uh, and it worked out perfectly, obviously, and. Uh, I just kind of felt like it was the right thing to do at that moment uh, after we won the cup, uh, um, you know, to put his jersey on, and then uh, we brought the cup to him at the house in the hospital, and um, I'm sure he doesn't mind that. Uh, you know, obviously, <laughs> if you ask him, he, he would love to be on the ice for that, but uh, you know, cup is a cup, and he's been a huge part of that uh, that success. You know, you were a, a winger, but at times you would, you know, mix into center if you needed to, and it seemed like no matter who you played with, we mentioned those two great lines, but. You know, in 03, I think you know, it was you and Grant Marshall was mm-hmm. where you worked. You, you worked with a lot of different guys. Do you take a lot of pride in that, that no matter who you played with, whether it was a guy who was an all-star or maybe a guy who was maybe a career third, fourth liner, that you worked well with so many guys? Well, you know, I, I was growing up playing center. Uh, then, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, once I was 16, 17, I was moved to, to the wing. And uh, um, so I always liked, Playing in the middle because you kind of feel like the you're the quarterback, right? You control right. the playing, you control the game, and um, you have the puck uh, on your stick a little, little bit more. But saying that, you know, with some of the teammates, if it was, uh, you know, with some of the lines, Gomer, or if it was uh, Siki and uh, Jason, um, you know, we were s- so well intact and we were all over the place, and it really didn't matter. Eventually, eventually, it didn't matter what position we were playing. We just kind of knew that how to fill the lanes and knew how to back each other up and it doesn't matter who is slow as a centerman and and that's why I think it was a big part of our success and um, you know you you honestly you know you wished you would play with the same guys because you know the chemistry is there and you can be successful and you're putting on great numbers and it helps you and it helps the team so you wish you can play with them for 20 years but that's it doesn't work that way and then um, yeah there's, there's been years maybe that uh, I play with some guys that I would never thing I would be playing with, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, they were, you know, they were moved up to the line, you know, first couple of lines, or I was, there was a couple of years that I was playing third line, you know, and and uh, if you 
put in a different posi position, different situation. Um, you got to make it work. You got to adjust. And uh, I think that uh, for the most part, you know, it, it wasn't always easy. No question about it. I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, I just, you know, turned the switch on and it was fine for me to play on a third line or play with guys maybe that don't compliment you as well or don't uh, see the game the way you do. And that's why it made it special to play with some of the guys I had a chemistry with, like Siki and, uh, and Jason. One thing that was a constant throughout your career, though, was a lot of different coaching changes. Yeah. What was that like having so many new voices all the time in the room throughout your career? Yeah, well, you learn that obviously there is a lot of things that you cannot control, and that's one of them as a professional athlete or a hockey player. And uh, even though that, uh, you know, I, I was lucky to have Rob Iftorek my as my first coach in Albany, uh, who gave me an opportunity there to play on the top line and with good players and therefore get better and uh, grow as a hockey player and uh, once I got to the NHL he was my coach even he, w he became a f you know a head coach of the Devils also so um, and I remember he was the guy that we had a meeting a couple of meetings and in one of the meetings he said you got to start thinking different about yourself you know I think you're going to be you can be you can be a elite player in this league. You can you have a talent. I see you know something more in you, and I'm gonna give you the opportunity. And he did. You know, like I said, it's so important. You can be talented. You can you know you you have you can have all the tools, but you you gotta have the right people, right coaches to to believe in you at the right time. And uh, um, and he was he was the first one, and that he that put the A line eventually together. And you know from that. Up point on my career kind of took over and I start thinking of myself a little bit differently and and then you realize quickly you know then all of a sudden ch changes come Larry comes in you know another great coach that I love playing for then you have uh, my first uh, you know first uh, obviously experience was with Jacques Lemaire in mm -hmm. uh, 95 and you know you hear him just straight defensive coach but uh, um, you know when he came back came back after those years I was I was matured you know and, and and so I th thought obviously differently about him when I was when I had my few years under belt in uh, in NHL I and I love playing for him also because the game he he was a he was unbelievable coach he had it all the way down to details you know and uh, uh, did, you know defensively but at the same time he had you know he had uh, the systems down perfectly and uh, I really enjoyed playing for him but uh, yeah do you, you go through. You know, Constantine uh, and, uh, um, you know, obviously Pat Burns and um, Sutter and, uh, you know, if, you know, I think I've had about 12 or Johnny Mac and different coaches, you know, Lou comes in behind you, so it's different. And you learn one thing, you know, you're not going to see uh, eye to eye with uh, everyone. And uh, um, if you're not, uh, you either, you know, there's times that you can make your stand and uh, I did that a couple of times and it worked out for I, I honestly think that it worked out for better of the team and myself and I the relationship with the coach and uh, but the one thing that I that, that you learn going through that that you deal you know you learn things about yourself as a person also not as a hockey player how you you know how you react in these uh, difficult times when things don't go right when you're not different positions and different situations and it just prepares you for life you know because not everything goes gonna go perfect in your life also so um it's been all good uh, not not every year but it's you know looking down 
everything made me who I am, obviously. And if I wouldn't adapt at those times when I maybe wasn't agreeing and wasn't happy, then obviously I wouldn't be playing uh, for this one organiza organization this long. You're going to get your number retired. Uh, you were here when the first number in Devil Sister got retired. I think everyone remembers seeing the raw emotion during... Uh, from you for yeah. during Stevens and then you know Dano and uh, you're going to be two of the five guys who have played only uh, for the Devils. You know, have you already visualized a little bit what it's what it might be like? You know that your name's going to be up in those rafters forever. Has that kind of hit you? Yeah, I'm sure maybe not yet, but uh, uh, that it's going to be up there not uh, not yeah. too long from now. Yeah, uh, it's it's a tremendous honor, and I'm obviously you know thrilled about it and humble about it, uh, and um, you know. Just being up there eventually with, uh, you know, three Hall of Famers and, you know, uh, Marty, Scotty, Scotty, and uh, then Dano, we know what he means uh, to this organization. Um, you know, set a perfect example of a guy that gives everything that he could. Uh, and uh, it wasn't always easy for him either. So it's it just different journeys to, to, to different ways to get up there. And uh, I'm, I'm very thrilled and proud of it. Uh, to be including in that group, and uh, uh, I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm sure. I, I'm hoping that my parents, my brothers, will eventually come for this and uh, uh, make it a fun, uh, fun time. I know you just mentioned some of the guys being being Hall of Famers, but I know you're a team first guy. It's hard to kind of look at it that way. Do you consider yourself a Hall of Famer? I don't know. Uh, you know, you. I get that question obviously, you know, quite a bit uh, uh, lately, but. Uh, it, it, it goes so much into it, uh, into being selected there uh, into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly, you know, things, whatever happens, happens. And what was supposed to happen, happens. And um, um, I'm thrilled that I had a chance to be part of this special league uh, uh, among the special players all over the years, uh, learn from them, and maybe even hopefully eventually teach some of the young guys. And just the journey, I enjoyed it very much. And... Uh, if you get uh, another reward, uh, that is the Hall of Fame because uh, you know that's another step that uh, you know it's pretty amazing and um, would be another honor. But uh, yeah, it goes a lot of a lot of thing goes into it, and I'm not sure if uh, if uh, if I fit into that. But that's uh, that's for the committee to to to, to determine that. We. We, Lou was such a big figure here in New Jersey, but he was very guarded. You know, we did, as from outside as fans, we didn't learn too much about him. What was your relationship like with Lou during your time here? Well, you know, it was a process. Uh, uh, you know, it was a learning. You know, and obviously maturing with with him. You know, me being a young kid, nineteen years old, coming here, and uh, I. Uh, you see how he runs things, how he thinks, uh, you know, what he thinks about a game, what he thinks about a team, what needs to be done to be successful. And um, and one thing that he always did and that I learned, he always did everything for for team first, for team to be successful. And obviously I owe him a lot, uh, you know, we, you know, not every year or not every time we see, uh, again, uh, you know, we, we were on the same page, or uh, I agreed with him, or he agreed with me, and he didn't like my hair too much. <laughs> and um, We missed the blonde locks, yeah, by I the know, way. Or the, all, all, all the platinum, silver, <laughs> you know. and uh, yeah, We all mature. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we go through phases as people, so uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do when my kids, uh, when my girl's going to come home with, hey, I got a purple color. I'm like, uh, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
gotta think back you know that i had to go through that also but you know um yeah he's he's been a huge part of this organization and uh, and the success that his organization had and my success uh, i'm sure there's been maybe times that he didn't think the best of me and maybe i was he wasn't happy with me and and uh, but i think that we got better as the years went on you know we uh, i matured and um I got older and started seeing things differently and um so did he maybe and um so our you know I, I think that our work relationship was really really good at the end. And Patty, thanks so much for your time. We just have two more questions mm -hmm. for you. Uh way back when you joined uh Twitter back in 2008. <laughs> now the fans are you know obviously you're going to step away from the game a little bit and it seems like you're going to take some time off well deserved of course. Uh, the fans are obviously going to miss you. Is there any chance we're going to see you maybe reappear on Twitter? I think it's been uh, eight years since you've sent out a tweet. Uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, I was one of the first guys that ever started it because my uh, agent actually said, hey, this is a new thing, you know, you might want to jump on it, you know, and all that. And I'm like, so what do I do? So I kind of sent a couple of text messages, you know, maybe, uh, I, I don't know, maybe handful or something. Uh, next following week, I'm like, I don't know. I don't really want to. People know that I'm. This is where I'm at, and this is what I'm doing. You know, you never know what can happen. So uh, I don't know. I'm not a big Twitter guy. Uh, you know, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll, you know, the fans. No will pressure. Know. No, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> but the fans will know. You know what I'm doing. What I'm up to. I'm sure. And uh, but uh, private life is a private life. Surely. Uh, last question for you. Not that anyone's going to forget you uh, anytime soon. But what do you? want fans to remember most about mm. you as we go on here and you know generations generations of devils fans what do you want fans to remember most about you i'm just a guy that had uh, you know that had, had f wanted to have a fun playing hockey wanted to enjoy the game and kind of bring a smiles and uh, on, on a fans faces and say wow you know kind of get him out of the seat once in a while with the place and and uh, you know that hopefully that uh, they can say well yeah, you know you should see that guy when he was playing you know it was pretty amazing some of the things they did, you know, and um, that they just had fun watching me, you know, that we had fun watch coming to those games back then and watching him play, and th that's it. That's, you know, I think that uh, even for me that what I wanted to do as a hockey player is, yeah, work hard, be successful, but when you don't have fun doing that, it really doesn't matter. And I th when, when you do, when you enjoy the game, you just go out there and you have a smile on your face, and, and uh, obviously the work ethic is you know, it comes automatically with it, and it shows in your game, you know, and uh, um, the last game, even last year, uh, I know it was maybe meaningful for some of the guys on our team, and maybe not against Toronto, you know, or the Toronto's team, it wasn't that meaningful, for, but for me it was, and that was a perfect example. You know, you look at the, the, the plays and the game, the way you end up, and couldn't ask for more, and just, uh, you know, having a great emotions and great feeling and just a smile on my face. Patrick, uh, I think I speak for all Devils fans when we say it was uh, an honor and privilege to watch you play hockey for as long as you did. Congratulations on your retirement. Congratulations on getting your jersey retired. And uh, we'll see you next season. Yeah, thank you. I'm days. looking forward to that, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Wow, many thanks to uh, Patrick Eliash for giving us uh, as much time as he did. Uh, as It's uh, Dave Turner, Jeff O'Connor here on Devils Tailgate as we're starting to wind down the season. Uh, thanks to Patrick Eliash. Um, and we're going to give some thank yous to all the players uh, at some point for the last show. We'll give thank yous to all the people who have made uh, this show possible. That's coming at some point because all, all of them have done a, a great job. But, uh, Dave, 
I mean, the the best. Uh, you know, he you know he gave maybe some some. It was nice for him to. He, I mean, he didn't have to. I mean, he, he dug into some you know cool specifics and talked about things and and got a little bit deeper when he doesn't have to. You know, he's you know he's getting ready to you know do his uh, his skate on Saturday. He could have came in here and gave the standard answers, but he came in. He, uh, he gave us some great content. Maybe some uh, some stuff people didn't know. So it was cool to hear him about the. Uh, the draft, what he thought about all the co- what he thought all about the different coaches. Uh, had to ask him if he was going to go on Twitter. Doesn't look like it's going to be his thing, <laughs> but he said he said people were going to know what he's doing. So he, it seems like he's going to be in the limelight. So, but uh, it was great to hear him, and he had a good time uh, doing the show with us too. So that was a blast. I, I think the the cool thing is how introspective he was about his career. That he seemed to when he was rehashing some of the memories with us, kind of you almost could see it like when he was like thinking that he was like, wow, I remember how I was as a kid at that point, and like how he kept talking about how much he learned throughout his career and, and, and matured and and that's really cool just to kind of see you know full circle of him becoming you know when he was a kid from the Czech Republic and you know burst onto the scene and you know won Stanley Cups and now where he is all these years later as someone who's kind of seen it all and, and you know ups and downs and coaching changes and GM changes even and and all those things and it's kind of cool how he's he's kind of put that together and in a sense it almost makes you feel that he could be a really good teacher in one way or another because he's seen so much you know and how the league has changed and all that and I think it was it was really cool just to see him kind of discuss that from his beginnings until now. All the best to Patrick Aliach. It was nice to talk to him, and of course, we'll see him back. Well, who knows? Uh, maybe I'm sure he'll make uh, the rounds again when he, his jersey gets retired um, come next season. So, uh, with that, though, there was a game uh, on Tuesday night. There's a game coming up uh, tonight as well. And Dave, for the Devils, uh, listen, uh, we know it's been rough goings lately, and uh, you know, if you want to be of the taker that it doesn't help their draft position, uh, okay, I, I see it. But uh, to win, to to do what they did against the Flyers this year, you know, to win four out of five against a team that, you know, it's going to end up with whatever it is, eighty something points, miss the playoffs by a little bit. To see them do what they did, and uh, you know, to gut it out uh, against the Flyer team, and I know they were eliminated at this point, but to go out there again, listen, these are still all professionals. To go out there uh, to see Keith Kincaid do what he did, and good for him plugging along here. I hope, you know, I'm interested to see. Uh, we, we're recording this, uh, by the way. We, we recorded this on uh, on Wednesday, so we have no idea what the goaltending uh, is going to look like. Perhaps, and the, the Devils were uh, are about to take the ice for practice. Uh, but I'm interested to see if he can if he's going to get a few more of the games here because he's done he's done a really nice job and he's make he's making a strong push for himself to maybe go get uh, a contract somewhere, get a chance to start somewhere. So that was good for him. And then to see the Devils finish in overtime, you know, Taylor Hall creating it, uh, and I think that. What, what you saw from him and, you know, the great pass to John Moore, you're hoping that's going to end up being the deal um, come next season when the Devils start to maybe add some more, infuse some more youth, infuse some more offensive talent. You're going to see a lot more of that hopefully. So I think, again, you know, we mentioned there are however many games deep in here, but I think hopefully in some sense what you saw last night is something that uh, is maybe not too far off in the future. Yeah, you've you've seen glimpses of it, and I, and I know it's been a struggle, and I know for fans this has not been easy. And 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 look, next year is probably going to be challenging in different ways too. But y- you know, you you see nights like that where the whole team battled, and I, and I know the Flyer just got eliminated, but whatever. As we always say, when it's a rivalry game, you throw out the records anyway. You mean to tell me that they didn't want to win that one, the Flyers? Come on, of course they did, especially after you know struggling against the Devils, other than the game they won the other day. Keith Kincaid, you know, we, we've said it a bunch. Uh, he he's come so far this year. I mean, he's really yeah. turned. I mean, here's the thing. I, I'll be honest. I'd I'd love to see him back here next year. I absolutely want to see him back here next year. It's going to be hard. Why? Because I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are that are interested in him. I mean, in this day and age, where a lot of teams go with goalie tandems, 
I think there's a good chance that he could he could be you know somewhere else perhaps, and I'd love to see him back. And you know he he's taken such strides in his game, where and you know and the reason why it'd be great to have him back is Jeff. You know I make the point that I say that when you're a fringe playoff team, which is you know probably you know hopefully what you could maybe expect this team to be next year if they have a little bit of a better year, you you can't have that drop off in your backup goaltending. And, and right now. There is, there's really no drop-off. I mean, he's been that good a lot of times. And sure, he's had a couple of rough games. And I think the team as a whole has had a, you know, some rough games with both goaltenders in that. Um, he, he's been such a, a nice uh, you know, addition this year in terms of what he's been able to bring as compared to years past, where I think that that could be a real strength moving forward if you are able to bring him back into the fold. I'm not sure if they're going to want to do it or not, but... Uh, you know, just to see him play so well is impressive, and you know, to have a shutout like that, and you know, face a lot of shots. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's that's not an easy night. I'm sure. I'm sure Keith uh, was pretty tired after that one, but he, he played great. And, you know, and it's John, and John Moore also to get that goal. I, I know. I know John is someone who, you know, I, I've kind of been up and down with in, t- in terms of like you know his his play and all that. But I, I think what he, he he's he's been clutch for this team. He really has been. He scored. And we were off air. Jeff and I were, were talking about uh, the clutch goals and guys where it's like, well, you don't have a lot of goals, but if your goals are clutch, then fine. And you know what? That's what he does for this team. You know, he comes to play. He plays hard, and and it's really nice to see him get rewarded with that one. And of course, it came from Taylor Hall, which is great. But nice for him as well. And and, and look, I I know it's easy to say, oh, you'd rather have this team lose all their games here, but they've got a couple big games left: Pittsburgh, the Islanders, who may or may not be out of it by the time they play them, and then in Detroit to close out the Joe. Though maybe the easy way would be to say, yeah, you'd love to lose those games to get a better draft pick. What about winning all three of those games? And, and, and what does it say? And at this point, they can't drop that much further draft pick-wise no, anyway. You know, what about just finishing the year strong and, and beating a Pittsburgh team that just lost Chris Letang and beating an Islander team that good chance that they're going to be eliminated by then. And that, that'll be their first game post-elimination. And then also, you know, shock the world. Everyone expects Detroit to win that game. I, I would probably lean towards Detroit winning that game. Go out there and play loose, and, and maybe they're a little tight in their last game because you know they've had such a down season, their first down season, you know, in two and a half decades, that maybe they're a little tight playing that game, Detroit. And you go out and just play. And I know it's easy just to say, "I'll go out and, and lose those games and, and solidify your draft pick," but to win some of those, I, I think there still is a way to feel good. And I've said that a couple times, and I know even though with some of the other losses, but you could still feel good at the end here, and and that can carry over to the summer, and that can be. The first step of just starting to figure things out. There's going to be so many new people here next year, you know. And we'll find out. And the summer is going to be fascinating. But I think even just to kind of get a couple people on the right track now would go a long way. Uh, the Devils are going to play the Penguins on Thursday night, and I'm interested to see uh, how that game shakes out. As you just mentioned, Chris Letang down for the season. Uh, he had a big injury. He's going to be out for a few months. And you're talking about a, a Penguins team that that hasn't clinched home ice for the first round yet. So. You know, regardless of what you think about the Devils, where their head's at, I think, you know, it's a motivating tool. Listen, that's the team you want to emulate a little bit, right? That's the team. There's a lot of guys just on this team that have come from that organization. You know John Hines is going to be fired up. A guy like Bo Bennett's going to be ready to go. Um, you're going against that team, and maybe there's not anything on the line for the Devils, but this is a true case. You know, maybe they haven't had a chance to play spoiler. You know, the game against the Flyers, uh, you know, not really a chance to play spoiler. By the time they get the Islanders on Saturday, again, may not be a whole lot of implications in general, but this is a game right now that has implications for 
the visiting team. So you'd like to see the guys rally around that. I think it'll be a good hockey game. I'm not going to pick a winner on this one. I'm going to say it's going to be a one-goal game, though. Uh, Devils have been close a few times to beating Pittsburgh this mm-hmm. year. They've been close. There, there has they haven't been. Um, you know they've been getting out. They've gotten out shot, but they haven't gotten clobbered on the scoreboard, so to speak. I think they're going to be in the mix in this one. I see it's. I see it going down one goal game either way here. But I think they'll be ready to play a, a good hockey game. They played a pretty crisp hockey game against the the Flyers for the most part. So I think they're going to play a, a pretty solid game. Don't know if they're going to win or lose, but I think they'll come to play against the Penguins, considering the Penguins need the game. I'm interested to see where their heads at with uh, Latang going down because he's just you know he's probably the what the the second or third most important player on the team for sure. So uh, I'm interested to see that game. Hopefully the Devils will come out uh, strong in that one. This is a pretty interesting game. I, I think also because I know maybe we don't look at the Penguins as the biggest rival of this team, but there's a lot of juice with the Penguins now because of who's here. you know. And I think that that matters, and you are emulating them, and you do look at them as, you know, look, they're the defending Stanley Cup champions, so they are you know, what you circle on your calendar in, in the regular season. So, yeah, I, I think they're going to play well. You know, I was impressed with the, a couple of the games they played. You know, the one game they played in Pittsburgh where – or actually, both. I mean, they played pretty well in Pittsburgh this year. That if you could take it home and, and look, they're they're banged up on defense. I mean, Olimata's hurt, Trevor Daly's hurt. You know, and now Latang. They're 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 going to be I mean, postseason different story for them. But right now, I mean, that's a big loss in losing uh, Chris Latang, who is one of the best defensemen in the entire league. And if you don't believe that, go watch what he did last year in the playoffs. Uh, you know, without a really deep core around him. So, yeah, I think this maybe, – maybe throughout the Islander game, Detroit, though it would be nice to win those. This one, I think, if you could get this win, and dare I say even somehow shock the world and win by a couple goals, I think you've, this one would feel really good. I, I think it's just a little not, – not to say it's vindication. Th- that would come maybe a couple years from now when there's a playoff series between these two teams. But just to finish out the year strong and maybe make the road to home ice tougher for them, you better bet that they're going to be ready to play because, you know, even just being able to stick one to, to Pittsburgh here would be a nice feeling. Devils, Penguins, 7 p.m. tonight here at Prudential Center. Uh, I should say Thursday. I don't know. We're, we might release this tonight. It might get released Thursday. Uh, Devils, Penguins, Thursday, I should say, 7 p.m. Uh, at the Prudential Center. Uh, again, many thanks to Patrick Eliash for giving us as much time as he did. He was awesome to talk to and uh, get to send him off there with some well wishes and before he comes back next season to have his jersey retired. Good win for the Devils against the Flyers the other night. Interested to see what happens uh, against the Penguins on Thursday. So for Dave Turner, I'm Jeff O'Connor. Winding down the season, this has been another episode of Devils Tailgate. Thanks so much for listening. Let's go Devils, and we'll speak to you over the weekend.